We've got a crossover. We're doing it with Matt Sheehan at Locked On Spartans. Everything you need to know about the Spartans and us getting to brag a little bit about the Gophers all on today's show. Hey, you are no Locked On happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. Hey, you're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the show, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. Now, we know we're facing the Michigan State Spartans this weekend, and I thought, what better way than to do a crossover with someone who knows everything Michigan State Spartans, a former alumni who is a diehard fan, ready to dive into it at all times. So we're talking today with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans, and I can't wait to dive into it. We're going to get to that in just a very brief moment, but first... Be sure to hit subscribe on the YouTube channel where we are building the community. Drop any questions you have, any thoughts you have about the game or anything that you want to know moving forward in the comments and I'll be sure to take a look and address it as we move forward. And then be sure to find us wherever you get podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now wait no further, we're jumping in right now. What a time to be alive. Hello, Spartan friends, and hello, Gopher friends as well, because what's better than one Lockdown host? Well, it's two Lockdown hosts. We got, hey, it's me, Matt Sheehan, and we also got my guy, Kane Rob of Locked on Gophers. We got a game to talk about on Saturday, Rob. Uh, Mr. Rob, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling for it, by the way, here as we head into kickoff in just a few days? Because I'm doing horrible over here. I'm very stressed. Michigan State is two and a half home underdogs. So Kane, take me to church. How are you feeling over there right now? And I am quite the opposite of you, Matt. Yeah, I mean, great. this is the first time in a long time that Gophers fans are just heavily anticipating what is to come. Uh, I feel like we usually play all these non-conference games. Maybe we have one blowout victory and then we have a bunch of close games that we should not have had. That is not the case this year. This year we have been absolutely dismantling these teams that we should be dismantling and so now we are taking on an opponent that is a good caliber team and I know you guys are coming off a loss I honestly wish you weren't coming off of a loss because I feel like if we were to win the game it would be a lot better for us but alas that did not happen you know, there is something to be said about that because Mel Tucker, hey, last year was pretty good off of losses. Uh, there weren't a lot of them last year, luckily, but yes, uh, Michigan State responded in both losses. So we'll see how they respond this year. We'll, we'll get into it later. In the second segment, hey, I'm going to be asking Kane about his Gophers more in detail. Last segment, he'll be asking about uh, our Michigan State Spartans more in detail, but just the game as a whole. The line comes out, and you know, Vegas isn't the end-all, be-all of everything, but let's be adults about this. They know their stuff. And with Michigan State being two-point underdogs, your Gophers, two-point favorites, obviously, were you surprised to see that line? Or are you feeling that well about your Gophers after murdering three lesser opponents? You're like, yeah, nope, that sounds about right, going on the road and being favorites. You know, honestly, I have always had a gut feeling that we can take this win against Michigan State from the, se- the second the schedule dropped. When- gotcha. But that being said, 
I was very surprised by this line. I'm not going to lie to you. Going mm-hmm. into East Lansing and being favorites and having Michigan State be dogs, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to act like I was so confident in our team that I expected to be favorites. No, no. I was expecting it to be a low line, a low, a close line, but not sure. in our favor. Not in our favor at all. And so, with that said, uh, what worries you the most, though, about Minnesota? Obviously, you have every reason to be optimistic right now. I mean, you just came off of another win that was what? I think the score was 84-3, to seemingly against Colorado last week. But is there anything that you've seen in the first three games, oddly enough, despite the blowout wins, where you're like, huh, things, things might not go well here in East Lansing coming up Saturday? You know, overall, I haven't been too worried with what I've seen so far, but what is to come is slightly scary. We lost our wide receiver one to a season-ending injury this past game in the second quarter. Now, fortunately, right after that, we did see a wide receiver in Dalen Wright, who's our wide receiver too. We saw him step up and get a major touchdown grab, like literally three plays after the injury happened. So you like to see at least that connection was starting to spark. It was something I had mentioned prior to our week three game that we needed to see that connection just in case something were to happen. And then something happened, something happened and we lost Chris Ivan Bell. So I am a little bit worried, especially because from what I've seen of your Michigan state team, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the past defense has been the issue and we just went and lost our number one wide receiver. So there is a little bit of tentativeness with my excitement for the weekend. No doubt. Oh, and I'll, yeah, I'll correct you if you're wrong. You're, you're not wrong. It's, yeah, it, it's it's the thorn in our side once again, just like it was last season. But hey, maybe this is a get right game against uh, an offense that, yeah, just lost their number one target. And with the quarterback in Tanner Morgan, who hasn't thrown for north of 300 yards since week 10 of the 2019 season. But I digress. If there's ever a defense to do it against... <laughs> hey, they live in East Lansing, Michigan, and you're about to visit them on Saturday. Um, well, yeah, obviously, hey, the, the loss of your number one receiver is something I want to get to in a hot second here. But just at least remind just one more just broad overarching question here as we take a, a blimp look at this game in the Minnesota Gophers here. How are you feeling about the P.J. Fleck era so far? Are things trending in the right direction still? Were you hoping that you get a little more by now? Or, hey, as you guys are sitting now, as right now, Bet Online has it as the second highest uh, odds for a Big Ten West team to win the conference. Are you feeling pretty okay with how things are going so far in the Fleck era? You know, I am actually stoked about how things are going in the PJ Fleck era. Now, gotcha. there are things that I wish maybe we would have been, I wish we would have won the West by now. There were opportunities, 2019 gotcha. especially, we should have brought it home. Even last year, there is a strong, a very strong case that we should have been 11 and 2, dropped a silly game, game to Bowling Green. Dropped a silly game to Illinois and then led Iowa in every statistical category and somehow still lost the game. Like there were a lot of reasons, but on top of that, we've had an 11 win season and a nine win season in our last two full seasons. So I am excited. You're seeing the recruits start to come in and you're seeing, even if it's not a top 15 class every year, the recruits that we're bringing in, these guys are built in a way that okay. we haven't really seen our recruits come in They're They're guys that can look like true starters in our press conference this week with PJ Fleck. He talked about being able to see some of these young guys in the blowout victories because they're getting opportunities late in the game. And he's saying some of our young guys look like they should be the starters. Now they still have to put it all together with the playbook and everything like that. But as far as build and maturity goes, 
that's exciting to see and is something that we haven't seen as Gopher fans in quite some time. And so is it like a Big Ten West or bust sort of season right now? Or is it, you know, hey, look, last week for Michigan State fans, the, the Washington game was going to be a big test after blowing out two lesser opponents. Okay, hey, we're going to learn a lot about our team. And almost unfortunately, we learned a lot about our team, not a lot for good reasons. But is this kind of like that game for you that, okay, we're finally really going to get to know who these Gophers truly are and then set expectations from there or the expectations for a Big Ten West or anything else that your goals might be. Are they still for grabs? I think the Big Ten West right now is the main goal. Regardless of this game, I think we all circled this game as Mm -hmm. one that will be a very big game for us in our schedule. I think this, Penn State, and then, of course, as we close with Iowa and Wisconsin, those are the four games we've circled on the schedule to show us, are we legitimately contenders in this West? Are we contenders maybe in the Big Ten Do we have that sneaky sleeper status or is it off or not? Now, I think this year is starting to feel more and more like the time is now. You have to do it now. You have your quarterback that is in his final year of eligibility. You have your running back who is absolutely dominating in every facet, coming back from an Achilles. And it's just all clicking. It's all locking. And you know that you're not going to have those guys back next year. It's essentially Mm -hmm. starting with a lot of fresh faces next year or bases that you're used to, but not at the capacity that we're going to need them to be. I think the time is now as far as the West goes, especially because you probably are of the same mindset, but these divisions are going to be gone here pretty soon. So I don't want to hear from all these Iowa fans, all these Wisconsin fans, oh, you never won the West. (laughs) Understandable. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, should we just get into the nitty gritty here, Mr. Rob? Should I ask you in-depth question about the Gophers and you bounce it back with questions about the Spartans here? Let's just just get into it in the next segment, shall we? But first, hey, Kane, we got to talk to people's ears off about the fine folks at LinkedIn. That's right. We're talking LinkedIn jobs. And these days, hey, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. Rob, over there in Minnesota? That, that seems like a pretty responsible thing to do. So why don't we all head to LinkedIn Jobs right now? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And if it's free, it's for me. Hey, go add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring and simple tools. Use them like the simple screening questions. They make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire. And well, yeah, that's right. Build your team and become the powerhouse small business that you strive to be. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one, not number two. Nope, number one we're talking in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So what on earth are you waiting for? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Hey, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. Oh, yeah, they apply. And let's get into the nitty-gritty here with Kane Robb of Locked On Gophers. Uh Kane is about to take us to Gopher Church right now. Let's just let's address the the number one guy for your Gophers. The guy coming off of not just a leg injury, no, 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 just a little Achilles injury. That's not a major injury or anything like that. So look, Mo Ibrahim was a monster for the Gophers until you know, obviously last year. Just like I said, just like you said, Achilles injury very early in the season. Has he bounced back to his regular form, or just how has he been? this season is he just terrifying for defenses to play against 
man, I, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I honestly think if he's not the exact same, he might even be a little better. He might right. be more fluid than I had seen. And I'm not just saying that because I want to amp, amp him up and hype him up because I do. I do want to do that. But he's looked so nice. And I was staying, saying it back during fall camp. I was fortunate enough to go visit the Gophers and be on the field with them for part of their practices. I stood just as far as I am from this camera, from Mo Ibrahim, watched him making cuts, watched him. He's fluid. He's jumping. He's turning. He's cutting. His vision is still all there. And it's so nice to see. And then we were like, okay, are we hesitant? Like, as soon as he gets in the game, is it going to be any different? No. No, he mm-hmm. has continued his 100-yard rushing streak. I believe he's at either 12 or 13 straight games with over 100 yards. And not only that, but this last weekend, he had 202 yards. He just broke the program record for most 200-yard games in a career. He's looking good. And all of this has been in one half each game. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see an opponent that he'll be in the game probably for the whole game. It's something you guys definitely need to keep an eye on. Goes without (laughs) saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's why I'm not going to sleep well this whole week, actually, uh, funny enough. But so... Hey, I'm, I'm going to do a comparison from Michigan State to the Gophers. And last year, we had a gentleman by the name of Mr. Kenneth Walker. Uh, in my humble opinion, the best running back in the nation. And he had the nickname of the Eraser because, hey, the offensive line made a mistake. He was good enough to dance out of it and make it look like a good run. Is that a situation over at Minnesota? Does Mo Ibrahim make the offensive line look a lot better than they actually are? Or are you confident that the offensive line – is almost just as good as the running back himself, as you guys are road grading 5.8 yards per carry this season. And, well, maybe I'm spoiling it for you, but, like, you guys have only let up six sacks, too, which isn't too bad. So is the offensive line really this good? You know, the offensive line is truly very good. Now, the past few years, we were one of the best units in the nation, and I can okay. say that with my chest puffed out, ready to go. Now, a lot of those guys are gone. We we had four new starters on the O-line. The center... John Michael Schmitz is back. He's rated as one of the best centers in the entire nation. And he, you can see it out there. He's clearing holes for Mo Ibrahim. So the line is really good. Now, okay. that being said, we had two transfers come in, one from Michigan and one from Notre Dame. That was Chuck Filiaga coming in as our right guard and Quinn Carroll over at our right tackle position. They both have been doing very well. Quinn Carroll was one of our top five rated players in this last game when it came to PFF grades. He was the mm-hmm. fifth player on the offense, so he's looking good. Ariante Ursary on the left side of the line, he might be the best athletic-wise offensive lineman Coach Fleck has worked with. And he said that himself, Daniel Falele, who's now with the Ravens, has said that. So the line is legit, and I'm excited. But I think the thing that you're going to see this weekend, regardless of how much he goes for, is Mo Ibrahim, he's not a guy that's going to burn you for – a 50-yard touchdown, an 80-yard touchdown. But he's just chunks and cuts you away for six yards a pop, seven yards a pop, eight yards a pop, then breaks out a 12-yard run. And he just, the way he is able to bounce back after contact, that is the thing that he's quite different from Kenneth Walker, who can just absolutely erase you by making up for the O-line. Mole just kind of fights through the contact, and that's what you'll see. I it's almost like a boxer that always wins by unanimous decision at the end. Like he'll never knock you out in the third round, but you know, by the time 12 rounds are over, like he absolutely walloped you throughout the entire contest. And here we are. So, okay, great. I'm feeling awesome about, uh, you know, the run game for you guys. That that's so good for you. I'm so ecstatic. You guys are doing great. Um, but look, I, I think that, okay. 
you know, unfortunately, you guys did have that devastating injury with Chris Autumn Bell, your number one receiver. How, how big is the drop off from Chris Autumn Bell to whoever the number two guy is? Is it really that drastic of a drop off, or are you feeling somewhat confident that it's like a oh, next man up situation? Passing game is going to be okay this weekend. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to put on a front. I'm nervous. I'm okay. nervous. Now, talent wise, Dalen Wright, who is our wide receiver two, has the talent to maybe even be better than Chris Ottman Bell as far as the type of athlete he is, the speed he has. He's like 6'2. He runs extremely fast. He can go up and win a jump ball, but he is one of the most inconsistent players on our entire <laughs> roster. He okay. doesn't always show up. And the connection between him and Tanner hasn't been fully there. Now, we saw sparks of it again last week, which I'm excited for, but I'm nervous. If you look at it statistically, I'm pretty sure Chris Ottman Bell's stats so far in like the last two years, if you combine his stats and then you combine the other four receivers on our roster right now and their stats, they still come in less than what he has produced in his time. So gotcha. we're losing a lot of production with Crab. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. And I, look, and Tanner Morgan, like he is who he is, right? He's kind of like a game manager. And I don't mean that as an insult. Sometimes all you need in college football is a game manager. But I, how are how are you with him so far in his what is it seventeenth year of college? Are you pretty content <laughs> with his uh, season so far? It definitely feels like that, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, people are asking if I am older than Tanner or is Tanner older than me? And I, well, are you? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a legitimate question. Sometimes I question it. But Tanner, you know, he is, I want to say just maybe a slight step up from a game manager. He has the ability, but he has to be in the right system. Now, luckily for us, we've seen him in the system in 2019 where he went absolutely ballistic. But then we saw him in the wrong system these past two years, which now Colorado is experiencing firsthand, and we're seeing how that's going. But sure, I think overall, the thing that Tanner does really well is he plays really well in the play action. And when you have a running back like Mo Ibrahim, who's constantly putting the defense on alert, it gives a lot of openings for Tanner in the play action. And so the biggest thing for him is just continuing to remain efficient. If you get a lot of pressure on him, sometimes he makes the wrong decision because he doesn't have an outlet pass or he missed it or anything like that. So the huge thing that I'll be concerned about, because you guys do have some freak athletes on that D-line, is if mm -hmm. the pressure gets to him. You know, and speaking of pressure, you know, I just want to ask a few questions about the defense really quick, because Michigan State last week in Washington, the offensive line, really tough to have a worse performance than they did, honestly. Yes, they only let up two sacks last game, but that doesn't tell the full story. Peyton Thorne scrambling for his life. Pretty much the bulk of the game last weekend. So with that said, for your defensive front, how is your pass rush so far this season? And is this something that, you know, us Michigan State fans can just feel awful about going into Saturday's game? You know, honestly, of the entire defense, our pass rush is probably the weakest aspect of our okay. defense right now. So it's not full-on panic. But that being said, our secondary has been pretty locked down, especially when we have the ones in. The yardage that we have given up this year, which still hasn't been that much, has been when our twos and our threes have been in the game. So when our ones are out there, our our DBs, our secondary coverage has been so tight that it allows the pass rush to get there, even though they might have a little bit more time to develop. But we forced a lot of coverage sacks. So um, there's been Got a it. lot of that. Now, I would say our secondary and then our captain of the defense, our middle linebacker, Mariano Sori Marin, those are the problem, guys. Those are the people that will give you issues. So if you can find those openings, if Peyton Thorne has that tight window ability 
and is able to thread the needle, then you might be okay. But I believe overall the pass rush isn't going to overwhelm you. There's just a lot of depth on the D-line. So a lot of different guys that will be coming in. So it's safe to say the secondary is the strength of your defense or is it even the linebacker level or, or something that I'm not even thinking of right now? I think definitely the strongest aspect is that secondary. We have guys that are kind of stepping up in that front seven. They're showing themselves especially pretty good at stopping the run game. I wouldn't say amazing at stopping it. It's just there's so much you have to worry about. I think the greatest aspect of this Gopher team is the speed of the defense. Um, Our linebacker, who is now in his fifth year, I believe, has said this is absolutely the fastest defense he's ever been a part of. And it's been something that's caught me off guard a ton as a spectator is like there's plays where I'm like, oh, that QB is about to scramble out to the right for a first down. Easy money. And then we he gets like a three yard gain because two different guys show up in his face in the matter of split seconds. The speed is actually really intriguing and something that excites me each and every game. And there you have it. All right. Well, that was enough to hey, fill us all in on the Gophers. And yeah, kind of justify why maybe Michigan State is two and a half point underdogs at home. But hey, if you're a state fan. And that still didn't convince you that MSU is going to lose this game. Head to betonline.net. That's right. Hey, but we're also going to counter this because Kane is about to ask me some questions about Michigan State here. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's week four games for the college football season. Bet online. Yes, it is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, that's right, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and that's right, golf season is back up and running. Go bet on the President's Cup this week. Team USA, minus 500 favorites to win against the international squad, so go put a few shekels on that. Uh, And also head to the website today. Use a mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. Oh, yeah, that is at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Mr. Rob, you, you brought us to go for church right there. Uh, and I thank you for that. Now uh, it's time to put me in the hot seat. Grill me about my Spartans that are coming off of a uh, not a great loss in Seattle. So uh, let's. I'm in the driver's seat now. I'm taking over. And the first thing I have to ask you before we dive into the nitty gritty, before we dive into the personnel that we need to know about. I got to ask you, how are you feeling knowing that the AP poll kind of disrespected you guys, dropping you from 11 to Mm -hmm. out of the rankings, the first team out of the rankings when it comes to the AP poll? Does that seem a little bit ridiculous or how are you guys feeling right now? For me, it it seemed fair. Tough, but fair because, yeah, hey, we, we go into the season ranked in the top 15. We beat up on Western Michigan, who's a fine Mac team, they're okay. They're good. And then, you know, we beat up on Akron and their backup quarterback for most of the game. Okay, that, that's just what you're supposed to do. But when you go to Washington and, hey, look, you can see the score. Okay, you lost by 11 points, but came. I don't. It wasn't even that close, to be honest. This was a game that was played down two possessions pretty much from the middle of the first quarter on. And it was the way they lost to. It was the carryover from all the issues that we had last season with the pass defense. I've been telling my audience that, this didn't really feel like the third game of the 2022 season. It just felt like the 15th or 14th game or whatever of last season. It just felt like more of the same from last year. And, hey, after an offseason where we talk about, oh, hey, it can't get any worse. And, oh, yeah, we're going to fix that. No problem. Okay, but except we have a lot of problems still. And we got absolutely positively carved up last week. So, hey, look, I think Michigan State is still a good team. But top 25, 
tough to justify it after they got well pantsed on national television in prime time <laughs> last Saturday. So no, I th- I think being unranked is is kind of justified here, but. You could work your way back this week by beating up on a gopher team. So hey, we'll see if you're in it back. All right. Well, then moving from that, I know we talked about Chris Simon Bell. I know we talked about the injury, but you guys are dealing with injuries of your own. You've got Jaden Reed, who missed last game. You've got Xavier Henderson, who is a key part of your defense, who has been gone. I believe, do you have a linebacker last name Snow? That also Darius Snow. Yep. Darius are Snow. Are yeah. these guys looking to come back this week? Do you know by chance? Or I guess, how does that impact your team how big has that been for you over the last year no a a little big no doubt about it because Darius Snow is the best tackler on our defense from last year Xavier Henderson he's been at Michigan State seemingly as long as Tanner Morgan has been at Minnesota like he's if not for his skill he's a leader in the face of that defense and also between the defensive ends Defensive tackle Jacob Slade missed last game as well and he might be the biggest guy that we're missing so far but with that said um we're still going to have the issues that we had last year. So, yes, we are missing these guys. You never want to miss three of your top defensive players. But the linebacker room is pretty deep at Michigan State. The defensive tackle room is kind of deep at Michigan State. And so far, the safety that has filled in for Xavier Henderson goes by the name of Kendall Brooks. Pretty good hitter, pretty good tackler. Look, there's there's not a ton of drop-off as much as you'd think there would be between first and second guy, in my opinion. But it's... It's just a matter of, hey, can you get these guys on the same page? Because, okay, look, uh, I, I'm one of these people, a lot of fans are blaming the scheme of the defense, and that should be pretty rational compared to what we saw all last year. But then the coaching staff kind of has a veiled shot of will. The, the players kind of also were not in the place they should have been in Washington. Then you could have the whole parlor game debate of, well, okay, it doesn't that fall on the coaching staff as well? But that's a long way of me saying that, yeah, the injuries hurt, but like they shouldn't be hurting that bad where Washington – destroys you as much as they did last week in my opinion in my opinion so gotcha and oh sorry to get to your question of if they'll play uh mel tucker keeps injury issues more tight than like the nuclear codes uh in in the pentagon like i I have no idea when either of these guys are coming back i think slade might be the best candidate snow is out for the season and henderson i I don't think you'll see him until like october november but again he's so good at at staying tight left on Oh, I, I feel you. That is yeah. exactly how we feel with PJ Flex. So yeah. I understand the pain of, come on, man. We just want to know. Just either let us yeah. down or right. But okay. So, so far the Gophers have faced two quarterbacks nearly every week that none mm-hmm. of these teams so far have had any sort of actual capable quarterback. Now, I don't think that's the same with Peyton Thorne. I need you to let my Gopher fans know is this going to be a true test for a secondary? What is Peyton Thorne like? Is he mobile? Is he picking you apart in the pet in the pocket? Exactly what does Peyton Thorne bring to the table? Yeah, I, I think the season has been fascinating because he's had two underwhelming games, and he's had one game that I thought was pretty good. And the two underwhelming games were the two home games against Mac opponents, where he was kind of underwhelming. I thought he bounced back really well last week against Washington. And yes, he had that bad interception. He had another bad pass, but I would still score him like an A- minus for that game because, look, he found his guys. He was without his top target in Jaden Reed, and he still got it done through the air. And with all that said, he was doing that, kind of dancing out of the pocket way more times than not. So, yes, he is mobile in the sense that he's pretty smart in the pocket. Uh, he's pretty good at escaping, extending plays. Will he burn you for like a 30-yard run downfield? Like, not necessarily, 
but he is smart at when to scramble, when to get out of the pocket, and making good throws on his feet, probably a little better than the average college quarterback can. So it's funny, because just like I said, what Peyton Thorne are we going to see this weekend? Are we going to see the guy that just played pretty well in a tough environment on the road? Or are we going to see him regress at Spartan Stadium once again? I, I think he'll be fine. I think he fixed a lot of issues last weekend. But, hey, that's why you stay tuned. 3.30 p.m. on your television this Saturday to see what Peyton Thorne we're going to get. All right. I got two more questions for you. We'll keep them quicker. But the first one is you did have all world, all nation running back Kenneth Walker leave. How is that? How is Broussard? How has Berger been filling in? How's the run game been looking for your Spartans? First two weeks against Mac opponents looked fine. It was great. But then we had the big test last week. And Broussard, I'm going to be honest, looked not not great. Uh, usually when a guy has seen ghosts, it, it's usually the quarterback that is. It looked like he was kind of pressing a little bit. And understandably so because our offensive line was getting absolutely blitzkrieged uh, when the ball was snapped. They, they really didn't have a lot of opportunity to get good runs off. Now Jalen Berger, on the other hand, he did as fine as he could. So, yes, it is a little lightning, a little bit of thunder. Uh, Jarek Broussard is that, you know, kind of jitterbug, the guy that's really shifty, like the, the mouse that broke loose in the kitchen and you're trying to catch him if things are going right on the offensive line. And then, you know, Jalen Berger's that straight line thunder guy. So we're feeling okay, as okay as maybe we could uh, after losing the nation's best running back. But, man, I think a lot of it does fall on the offensive line, actually, to see if they can get any sort of push against the Gophers. All right. And then we're going to wrap it up with this. We know that – we know as Gopher fans that Mo – we think is the best running back in the Big Ten, possibly mm-hmm. one of the best in the entire nation. But we've already talked about the pass defense and how that's been a weakness. But how yeah. has the run de- defense been looking? I know last year you guys were in like top 15, top 20 when it came to run defense. So how's it looking this year? Is there a lot of carryover or have those injuries really been impacting that aspect of the game? You know, that's why I say Slade might be the biggest injury that Michigan State has. Like, Darius Snow just might be pound for pound the better player. Xavier Henderson also maybe has an argument for that as well. But Slade, what he does for the run game in between the tackles, he he really limits it. And I think we saw that last week against Washington, who doesn't have, like, a sterling run game. It's just okay. And they were able to get some things going early against Michigan State. So if he comes back, I, I'm going to feel pretty good about Michigan State's run defense because just like you said, one of the better teams in the country last year. But yes, while we do have depth at defensive line and we can do a next man up sort of thing on defensive line, there still is a little too much drop off to feel comfortable with between Slade and, you know, the Maverick Hansons, the, uh, the, the Derek Harmons, you know, the, the guys that probably a lot, a lot of people know behind them are. So I, and well, yeah, it, it goes without saying too, you bring in a guy like Mo from Minnesota I don't know how I'm feeling about the run defense going into this game. I, it's going to be one of those things where, hey, we're going to cross our fingers and hope that we can contain him because I, I don't know if completely stopping him is even going to be an option this Saturday in Spartan Stadium, 3.30 on your television. So, yeah, round. Yeah. Well, that's what I've got for you, and I truly appreciate yeah. you taking the time that we can make this happen. I know Gopher Nation is going to love having the other side of it. We're always curious. I can break down what I can see, but I don't know them yeah. as in-depth as you do and vice versa, so I truly appreciate that. Nah, Kane, you're the man. All the Gophers fans, thank you so much. All the Spartan fans, thank you so much for listening. Hey, we will be back. We both do this five days a week. If you want some more Kane Rob in your life, and who doesn't after this display here? Go find them, Locked on Gophers, or at 4KaneRobVideo on Twitter. Kane, any any final words before we shut this thing down completely? You know what? 
my final words are, let's just hope it's a great game. Regardless of the score, although I hope it's the Gophers, and I feel it's the Gophers, I hope it's a great game. And hopefully we got some great entertainment at 3.30 Eastern Time, 2.30 Central. Let's watch it happen. I should have shouted out to 2.30 Central Time. I'm sorry, that was, that was very uh, rude of me. But yes, there we go. Right there. Hey, Dane, this is awesome. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Have a great weekend. Woo.